ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. To the left, Tedesco away to Murray. They go to the left, Walker. Cut out pass to Best. Quick hands to Adam Carr. They're tearing the Maroons to shred down there. Dig over the top of the box. He regathers and scores one of the great individual origin tries. That's right up there with a Billy Slater effort. A try that will win the NRL YouTube algorithm but not the 2023 Origin Series. New South Wales turned in a performance to be proud of when there was only pride to play for. Beleaguered Blues boss Brad Fittler saw all his moves come off. Selections, tactics, interchanges. So is it enough to keep him in the coaching job? And did New South Wales uncover a blueprint for the 2024 Series? I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Nick Captain writes Rugby League for ABC Sport. Campo, there are maybe two ways to look at this result. One, the cynical way, I New South Wales win with nothing on the line. Or B, glass half full. There's no such thing as a dead rubber. And the Blues, they can draw heaps from this victory. Where do you sit on that spectrum? I'm afraid I'm going to have to sit on the fence in that spectrum, Stacky, because I think both schools of thought do have a little bit of merit. You know, like we can all run around and say there's no such thing as a dead rubber and every origin game means the world to everyone. And that's just that's just not true. It's impossible for a game where the series is already decided to mean as much as a game when the series is still on the line. But having said that, I think it would be a mistake to just throw the game last night away and say it didn't mean anything and no one can take much away from it. I, I think with any team that's in a dead rubber, the key is, of course, you know, winning the game and restoring a little bit of pride. But almost more important than that is finding at least a couple of things that can help you sort of climb back up the mountain. You know, there's a lot of really good to take out of today and you can only win the game that's in front of you and they did. But, you know, we should have been better in game one and two. In previous dead rubbers, we saw guys like James Tedesco debut. We saw Daly Cherry Evans come back from his origin exile. We saw Ben Hunt secure the the hooking spot for Queensland. So there's always things to be found. And based on the result last night and based on some of the individual performances, I think the Blues might have found a couple of things that can put them in, in a good stead for next year. And really, that's what they would have been looking for in that game. I think one of those things had to be the debut of Bradman Best. You know, the Blues made a heap of selection changes coming into this game. We saw Greg Alexander having to go all Will Smith around some journalists questioning the selection of the centre. You are, you're tw- that, that is rude to Bradman Best, Brent. That is, that, that is being rude to Bradman Best. How wrong we were. So do we overcorrect? Was this the arrival of an origin star? In some senses, definitely. Bradman Best probably got into this team just a little bit before his time. He's still a very young player. He's still just 21 years old. And he sort of suffered a little bit in the early stage of his first grade career. Like, he's had a a lot of injuries. He's had some ill form. He sort of struggled to put really good performances together. But he's always been a player of great ability. And I think he's a player who's always been on the Blues' radar as an origin player of the future. And I think they picked him in the hope that it would sort of bring the best out of him and it would make him rise to the level to which they knew he was capable. And Bradman Best scores on debut. I think he's always had that. I've seen like I think everyone's seen it for a long time and you know, he's had a club that hasn't been hasn't done well for a long time. It's now up to him to take it to that next level and uh, be good every week. To me, that's exactly what happened. I thought Best was fantastic on debut. I thought he combined really well with, with Cody Walker. Here they go, Cody Walker. Delayed pass, Bradman Best, straight past Brinson, and he's able to score. The Blues are destroying Queensland at the moment. His effort areas in attack and defence were 
were really, really strong. You know, he scored that great barnstorming try in the first half. He pushed really hard to be there in support for his second try off that James Tedesco break. Out the back, Tedesco. Tedesco takes them on, beats them. Xavier Cates, the worst Oregon tackle I've ever seen. Pass back to Bradman Best. He's able to score. Thought he defended really well as well. So maybe I wouldn't go so far to say as a star is born because I think Bradman Best has always had it in him to be a star. And we've just, we just sort of saw it on the biggest stage for the first time. But he's one of those things I was talking about. You know, when the, when the team is, is, is named for game one next year, if Bradman Best gets picked again, there's, no, there's not going to be any eyebrows raised. There's not going to be any of that because everybody's seen what he's capable of at this level. And, you know, he might get picked for game one next year or he might not. But as long as he's fit, he's going to be a genuine option. And, and, and that's something that the Blues can take away from this. They seem to have found another player who looks well-suited and up to, to the level of football that this arena requires. You talked about his partnership with Cody Walker. Walker was exceptional with the ball in hand, and it raised questions as well as answers. What do you think it means for him, for Jerome Luai, and the overall Blues picture for 2024? Walker was another guy who the Blues copped a bit of criticism for selecting because he is a, a little bit older. He's 33 years old. He'll be 34 by the time the series kicks off next year. But we look to Queensland. Daly Cherry Evans is 34 in this series, and he's had a great campaign. So I think it's proof that even if you are a little bit older, if you're still good enough, you're still good enough. We had a good plan, and I think they stuck to it. Cody made a massive difference. Come up with some really nice passes, some nice touches. The criticism around Walker getting selected was was kind of like, well, we should be looking to the future. But I think the, the game last night proved that Cody Walker can still be a huge part of that future. The Blues attack looked, looked the best it has all series. You know, he just knew exactly where the ball had to go. He knew exactly how to get it there. He combined really easily with all the players around him. He never would have played with with Mitch Moses or Bradman Best before. He's only played with Tedesco a couple of times in origin a few years ago, but they all looked like they'd been playing together for a really, really long time. So what it would mean for the Blues' future is come game one next year, they would feel a lot more confident dropping Cody Walker into the team, regardless of who's around him. Part of the reason Jerome Luai held onto the jersey for origin one and origin two was because of club combinations with all the fellas around him. But if Walker can sort of find those combinations even if he doesn't play with the guys at club level and his style being a little less idiosyncratic than Luai's, it, it just makes it easier for everybody around him. You know, it's kind of like, it's just instant attack. It's instant points. It's put it in the microwave and it gets hot in 10 seconds. I imagine that would be something that would really loom in the, in the Blues selectors' minds when they pick the team again next May. We hear a lot about the penrification of the Blues and last night it was less so from a playing perspective, but there was a Panthers hint in the coaching box Ivan Cleary in the official Blues puffer jacket, in behind Brad Fittler. It was played down in the aftermath, but did you sense Cleary's fingerprints on this win at all? The Blues certainly managed to keep that one quiet because I think the first time anybody heard that Ivan Cleary was going to be involved in the coaching setup was when we all spotted him walking up to the coach's box with Fittler just before the game. I just asked him if he'd come and sit in the box impressed with him the way he handles games and I thought he might be able to help tonight. This is just a hunch. This is just me talking from my gut. It wouldn't surprise me if Brad Fittler got Ivan Cleary in just to help with his substitutions because that has been such a struggle for Fittler through his origin coaching career. Even when the Blues were winning series, it, it, it still wasn't a strength for him. There were still a couple of things that he probably got wrong and he probably didn't maximise the output of his team. It wouldn't shock me if he just had Ivan Cleary riding shotgun and was just sort of bouncing ideas off him saying, what if I pull this guy? What if I put this guy on? That sort of thing. And given that Cleary is one of the most accomplished coaches 
in the entire league. And given that he has shown such great man management and in-game coaching skills with Penrith, you know, if that was the case, then that's a smart move by Fittler because he's covering something that he doesn't do well by bringing in an expert to sort of help him out with it. So you can't ask much more than that, I'd imagine. All of this conversation drives to Brad Fittler. He has been under justified pressure. Last night, it all came together. Was there enough there to suggest he will be re-signed? And do you think he'd want to be? I, I think as long as the Blues weren't totally blown out last night, I think the New South Wales coaching job would still be Freddie's if he wanted it. It may have had a bearing what the board may think because you know, they'll decide who is going to be the coach going forward. I'm gathering they'll speak to me about how I feel and if I've got the energy or if I want to do it. You know, them playing well today and winning, most probably uh, the consequences of getting beat by 30 would be different. That's mainly based on there not being an outstanding candidate to take over the job. Well, there's not even any really viable candidates. There's no names that jump out. There's nobody that the Blues public are really, really excited about. The fact that they did get this win and the fact that it was pretty impressive and the fact that he took some gambles with this side and, and a few of them paid off and that a few other uh, older players like James Tedesco and Josh Adokart looked very rejuvenated. Now, it was great to see some of the, uh, the blokes that were in the first couple of games turn up. We executed a couple of nice tries. Great to see Fox in space, Bradman score tries in front of 75,000 people. Like, at the end of the day, it's a sport. You know, and, and when it's done well, it is so entertaining. And you know, to see Fox in space and chip over a fullback and regather, like people will go home and remember that forever. I think that would give the the New South Wales Rugby League board a lot of confidence in Fitler staying on. And given they were a bit reluctant to move on from him, even though he has dropped three series in four years, and that's not a good enough return with the talent at his disposal. They were reluctant to move on. They were reluctant to sort of bring anyone else into the fold. So I think he's going to hang on. I think they're going to offer him the job again. And I would think he's going to do it. But I do know that Fittler's been pretty stung by a lot of the criticism that he and his side have copped. And he probably feels like they're not getting a fair shake from some sections of the media. And, you know, I would I would understand if he just kind of said, well, you know what, bugger this. I, I don't need this. I'm going to go back to watching Origins on telly on, on the commentary team instead of, fronting up and getting the brunt of all this criticism. Yeah, if, 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 I, if I was a betting man, I'd say he sticks around for at least one more year. Just finally, Campo, you're a storyteller. That's what you do. You tell rugby league stories. And we understand the narratives around Origin by the way that we can interact through the media with the stories of players. The fact that they couldn't talk to the media as they continue this sort of strike action regarding the CBA negotiations, does it kind of impact the way that we understand this particular fixture and what was achieved by New South Wales? Understanding what has been achieved by New South Wales, the way to sort of get that through to an audience is on a human level. It would be by talking to Bradman Best and have him speak about what it meant to, you know, first sort of cop a lot of that criticism early but then realise his dream of wearing the blue jersey and then have a dream, a dream debut. He's got a double on debut! Knowing how that would have felt and, and him sort of expressing those emotions, I think would have helped the general public grasp the, the, the magnitude of what the Blues did on a, on, a very, on a very human level. Being denied that, that opportunity to kind of tell that story, you know, it, it's a silly thing to say that it casts a pall over the, over the match or anything like that because, because it doesn't, you know. At the end of the day, we're just a bunch of journos and no one, really, no one really cares what we have to say. But Origin's about stories and Origin's about, you know, guys stepping up to the plate and telling people how they felt in that moment and what it meant to them and, and, the, and the culmination of their journey as rugby league players to this highest of high points and just have, not having that as part of the of the origin experience for this one, it uh, 
was an unfamiliar feeling and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't ever happen again because to me, I felt like as a, as a storyteller, I wasn't able to bring the best product to the audience because I didn't have that opportunity to talk to the guys, you know? Queenslander victorious for 2023. We look ahead to 2024. Campo, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, Stacky. Headlines. The women's ashes are well and truly alive after Australia lost a thriller in the one-day international against England. It was looking good in the early stages of the series from an Aussie perspective when, after winning the sole test match and the opening T20, the tourists needed just one win to retain the urn. They went and lost three straight and with two ODIs remaining, Alyssa Healy and the team must be getting a little bit nervous. Wimbledon is getting to the pointy end and Carlos Alcaraz is a melting pot of style, excellent tennis and checks notes Spying controversies? The Spaniard's been rocking this exquisite white bucket hat in press conferences, which is giving Eshe meets tennis. And the world number one was speaking after dispatching Holger Rune in straight sets when he was asked whether his dad had been videoing Novak Djokovic's practice sessions. Uh, probably. It is true. You know, my father is a huge fan of tennis. He doesn't only watch my matches. I think he uh, got into a club at 11am and got out at 10 p.m. and uh, be able to, you know, watch Djokovic in real life and probably it is true, you know, he's filming the the sessions. You a competitive advantage at this stage of the tournament because he's a rival. I don't think so. I mean, I I have a lot of videos from from Djokovic, you know, every platform, you know, I think it's not an advantage for me. What a surprisingly wholesome and pure response. His dad's just excited to see Novak and is just boomerang out. Cute. The Wallabies have made five changes to their starting 15 for the clash with Argentina. Among those changes, Suli Vunavalu has been dropped for Mark Nwangi Tawasi, while Samu Karevi is in for Reese Hodge. Michael Hooper is out of the game with a calf injury. Fraser McWright comes into the 15. Richie Arnold also replaces Nick Frost. And Jed Holloway is going to fill in for the injured Tom Hooper. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sports daily produced by poppy penny hey have you done us a rating a review please be a good friend look after us subscribe rate review wherever you get your podcasts discover more great abc podcasts live radio and exclusives on the abc listen app